Oh, man, you're killing me. Walter doesn't have his pants on. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. Following the Five Dirty Bikers on social media, find us on Facebook and like us on Instagram and Twitter at Five Dirty Bikers. Just Tony has one rule: no bat wings, no bat wings, and no brain. Nope. I don't want to see a hanging brain. Walter, how's that heritage treating you? It's it's great. I love that damn it's, bike, man. It's absolutely <laughs> comfortable. That's that's the most comfortable bike I've ever been on. Not, I haven't been to many, but. It's a well, you haven't been on too many. You own three bikes right now, but you haven't been on too many bikes. <laughs> There's a lot of bikes I, in the world. You I, you have more bikes in the world than anybody in this podcast. <laughs> Walter, why don't you tell everybody in the podcast world who you are and and uh, um, tell us about a little bit about the bikes that you have and just you in general. So my name is Walter. I go by Volts on the interwebs. Uh, some people call me B-Volts. I absolutely don't mind. That's fine. Um, uh, I am originally from Bolivia. Um, it's a country that's known for the very pricey watches, uh, the Bulovas. <laughs> um, very famous watchmaker from that country. <clears throat> I currently, currently, I have three bikes. Uh, I have a 2019 Heritage Classic. I have a 2016 Truxton R that I recently bought. And uh, I, on my third Ducati Scrambler. No shit. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know that that was your third Scrambler. Yeah. That's awesome. That's my, that's my third Scrambler. Oh, so yeah. when, when you walk out to the garage, what is the go-to motorcycle? It's the only one there because my building, I live in an apartment building and they only let me keep one down there. Those motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, they want to charge me separate for each, so I screw them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, what do you keep at home then? Uh, I rotate through the uh, the three of them right now. the The scrambler is down there. Um, just to finish up my intro, I, I've been riding for only three years and a half. I'm pretty pretty much a novice, but I really love riding. That's absolutely. I, I'm very Sorry that I only got into it uh, now. I, I should have been riding much earlier. Well, I'll tell you, you've had 47 motorcycles <laughs> if you would have gotten into Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Walter, when you made it down the hill at MMM, you lost your novice status. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I probably lost more than that. Like, I felt my soul was separating from me at some point, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. You know, I was you know, so scared. Oh. I was so scared. <laughs> He's still scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I tell you, um, I, I, when I went down there in the video I did before, you know, when I actually went and explored the campsite, I was like, man, we're going to need to give, give people fucking medals when they get down this thing. <laughs> I mean, Mike, Mike, I remember Mike, he was like, man, if you can't get down this road 30, 40 miles an hour, you shouldn't be riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking shit too till I saw it and I was like, God damn, this thing's a little rugged. <laughs> I didn't have a problem at all. <laughs> no. No, we nobody had a problem, which was which was good. Um I remember the fellow that was riding the, the Yamaha, uh the the sport bike. I thought at one point he was gonna because he was riding right in front of me at one point on that Friday, and I thought it he had his leg out. I thought I was like, Oh my god, this guy's going in the creek. There he goes. Yeah, no, 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 no was, everybody made it. Everybody, uh, I think it gave everybody some good experience because <laughs> we didn't go, we didn't go down that, you know, just once or twice. It was, you know, half a dozen times at least. Then it was like dread every time you got on your motorcycle. You're like, oh my god, I got to go well, up that this first, hill that and down first it turn. Again. It's like you're doing this for a little while, and then all of a sudden it's like right and straight down, and then an immediate left. It's like a fucking roller coaster when you hit the top, man. It just vroom, just goes straight down after that. <laughs> Was it gravel? Yes. Yes. With ruts. Oh, damn. Lots of gravel. It, nice. It looked like it might have been paved in 1947. Oh, God. 
but uh, it was, it was, it was all gravel. And it was, and the funny thing is, is Dustin made a great video kind of previewing everything for everybody, you know, that was going to go to MMM. And we all watched the video and we're like, Oh, this is awesome. And Dustin's like, you guys have no idea. This road sucks so bad. <laughs> and so we get there and uh, we're pulling up. And we're like, Oh, you know, there's all these curvy roads getting into the camp. It's just, it's just beautiful getting in there. And then you get to the spot where you have to go into the campground. And like Tony said, it's that first corner. You think you're going to die. <laughs> you just see the trees and you start to make this corner and it goes about a 40 degree drop and about a 30 degree bank. Oh, and crap. it's like, you're turning and going straight down at the same time. And you're like, Holy shit, this is the end. This, this is, is it. where I'm going to die. I look if on any, one side and it's all yeah. like river and rock and trees and you know, just death on Dang. both sides. Yeah, you do not grab the front brake at all during that ride because it's a gradual decline. Yeah. So it's you're pretty much riding your rear brake all the way down. Yep. Wow. Just put your bike in neutral, take off the clutch, and keep your foot on the brake. I just rode first gear. What? I actually, I actually did the whole thing in first gear without barely. Well, I, I did brake a lot out of panic. Never <laughs> <laughs> lost anything. But I was on first gear the entire way down, which made things really smoothly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I did. If you, kept, if you stayed in first gear, it was good. After you was, made it past turn two, you could pretty well just coast and pump all the turns, and mm -hmm. it was good. Yeah, so for really everybody fine. listening, um, Walter was one of the attendees of the 2019 Midwest Moto Meetup. And Walter, what was what was your impression of that weekend? You know, since we 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 got all these plans for 2020 coming up in September, you were at the inaugural meetup. Uh, if you could share with everybody what you thought of that weekend, that way they get a kind of an idea of you know what's to come. Absolutely. Um, the thing that I mentioned that I did not mention about me is that I'm actually living in Washington D.C. This the event was in Illinois. And um, Percy and I rode about 900 miles to the Midwest Moto Meetup in 2019. That was absolutely worth it. Um, the event was great. It was it was wonderful, mostly because of the people that you get that I got to meet at the event. Um, everybody was extremely nice. Just just as we arrived after that super scary um, road to get to the campsite. <laughs> Everybody was, was wonderful. Um, for example, just, just to give you an example, as soon as we got to the grass area, obviously Percy and I didn't have pucks to, um, uh, to have the kickstands on, on the motorcycle on, on that, uh, surface. I think Percy did. I, I had no idea. I, I didn't think, think about that. And everybody, at least three people, uh, were offering like pieces of wood or like, um, I don't know, plastic bottles that were squished so we can actually do that on the campsite. Um, in general, it was, it was such a terrific, terrific event. The, the, I think the area was absolutely stunning. I would go back there just for vacation and overall the, uh, the, the experience that I had was wonderful. I, I would definitely go back, uh, every year as, for as long as I can, I'll go back to the event if you guys keep throwing that uh, throwing that up there. Yeah, that's definitely the plan. I mean, as people will know, if you're just learning about the event, I mean, it's not going to be at a campground this year, but I mean, in future meetups, I'm sure campgrounds and stuff like that will be in the plans. Uh, we're just doing a little bit something different this year. You know, we got the dealership involved. Tony got a hold of Bluegrass and, and they're throwing an event for us, which that's, that's amazing. You know, that's really going to help attract a lot of people uh, to come to the event and, and learn about it and just have good conversations with all sorts of people who ride. I had such a good time last year. I know this year's going to be every bit as good, especially if the people like you were talking about that, that show up, that showed up last year. I mean, there was people, you know, already, already booking their hotel and if you got all you guys listening, you can go to 5dbackers.com and we have a list of hotels where you can go and, and book your trip if you want to go ahead and do that now. Because I'm sure, you know, in time that uh, a lot of the hotels, because there's just one right by the dealership, there's there's several in the area, but they'll fill up. But yeah, uh, book up when you can and just come out, come have a good time with us. It really speaks very highly of each of you. The quality, the, the, the type of, uh, I guess following that you guys uh, have 
right? The, the, the people that were there are, are viewers of your, all of your channels. And they were really, really awesome people, honestly. And, and it speaks very highly of you to have uh, a community that has formed and, and it's, it is such a great community, really. So great for you guys. You, I, I think you're doing an awesome job. Um, this podcast is, is, it's very funny, <laughs> but it's also <laughs> clear that you guys get along. You're a, you're a nice group of people. Um, and, uh, I absolutely consider you my friends, even though I, I met you in person only once, uh, but hearing you every week, it's definitely built a relationship. Yeah, but we had a we had a weekend long sleepover. We're friends <laughs> in the woods. We, yeah, hey, Mike, hey, Mike and Tony and I know each other intimately. Yeah, we do. And, and the coyotes too. I mean, the coyotes <laughs> were at least a couple of nights there. I know, Walter. I thought you were dead. I knew. <laughs> I thought I thought coyotes done run off with him. I thought so. Yeah. Just for everyone's. Everybody's um, knowledge, the only tent at that event that, that was on the ground was mine. <laughs> I bought a one-man tent that was on the ground, and apparently there were coyotes there, so I didn't die. No. <laughs> no. And they left you out in that yeah. tent all by yourself, and they didn't help you. He wanted to be out there. I did, yes. They left did you to you, the coyotes. Did you not dogs. hear... Did you not hear the coyotes run through? I did not hear them run through. I did hear them um, howl in the night. I did. Oh, no. They ran right straight down through the freaking campground. That's what is so funny that people just don't understand about this whole thing is that when me and and Tony and Dustin <laughs> were asleep, it was just... And a whole pack of them just ran <laughs> through the campsite. <laughs> And I knew Walter was down like, oh, shit. <laughs> Nothing between him and the coyotes, but a thin piece of canvas. I bet you but they didn't come out there and check on you either. Oh, there was a Sasquatch sighting, too. But it uh, was. It was in our in our cabin. <laughs> <laughs> he was snoring. <laughs> the yeah, coyotes um, steered. That's why they were running through down by you, Walter, because they were scared that Sasquatch was chasing them. <laughs> sure were. Shit, That's speaking me. of Sasquatch, and, I was so freaking scared. I about sat in front of my door because I had beef jerky in my cabin. But <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were coming to get. Uh, Apparently, Jack a good Link's. thing that Ryan was sleeping there because he's, he, he's snoring actually uh, scared everybody, including Sasquatch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ryan snoring was no joke. It's legit. Legendary it, snoring. It is epic shit. I mean, I've heard oh. a lot of snoring and that one was epic. Have you have you have you seen the movie Little Nicky when when Adam Sandler sleeps? No. From what I gather from what I gather, that's what that shit sounded like. <laughs> I can't believe you couldn't hear it in the other cabins. I mean, it was just goddamn. I'm surprised they didn't hear it up at the Ranger station. Wow. It was <laughs> epic. That was a far away too. <laughs> it was. Hey, uh, Walter. Uh, before we get into to the 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 main topic tonight, were you at the fire when Dustin ate the coconut macaroon? Oh yeah, I was. I was there. I, was there. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. He he just grabbed it. And just ate it like a big, big slice out of it. It, it looked delicious for him. You know, on that note, it looked delicious, absolutely delicious. But yeah, I, I probably didn't taste as good. To Dustin's defense, it did not look like sawdust and glue nope. at all. Like it looked like a snack. I was like, oh shit, this looks good. Dude, man, I don't I don't camp a lot, so I don't know what what new fire starting technology was out there. I'm just used to a match and some paper. I'm like, these got to be cookies, and I am hungry. <laughs> Dustin, do you want me to make you some homemade macaroons for 2020? Just don't get them at Walmart in the camping section. No, I'll make you some homemade. <laughs> and, oh, oh my god! And Mary, so and the reason that we were laughing earlier so much when Walter was introducing himself is because when we were sitting around the fire, I happened to, I happened to, he was talking about Bolivia. I think this was on the podcast, Mike. Was it? 
I we were, I think we we're sitting at the table at the podcast. It was right before the podcast. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. at the, it was down. We were down at the fire still. We hadn't started doing the podcast yet or anything, but we were talking about Bolivia and, and Walter was telling us about his country and stuff like that. And I said, Hey, aren't you, aren't you guys the, the people who I asked him what hit the leading export of Bolivia was. Okay. And I said, are you sure it's not those watches? <laughs> <laughs> Which it was, it was really funny at the time. Really funny at the time. Okay. It was, yes, it was hilarious. Because and, there was, pr- there was some people that sat there and stared at Mike. They like, had no idea what he was talking about. I do. No. <laughs> and then they were like, what, what watches are you talking about? And Mike goes, you know, those, uh, them Bolivar watches. <laughs> <laughs> So it yeah, was it funny. Was, it was very funny. It was funny, <laughs> and, I'm, and and it was the thing is I hadn't known Walter, but like a day, like I don't even know if I had known you an entire day at that point, and everybody was like, "Man, <laughs> he's going to kick your ass," <laughs> and I, you know. What Mike, I don't think you have guy. boundaries when it comes to comedy, so it's all good. I I don't I do not. I don't. <laughs> we wanted to bring you in today as the resident expert in uh in technology right so we want to talk a little bit about uh technology in motorcycling so um maybe maybe tell us a little bit about what you do and and why we're why we're bringing you in as the resident expert in technology sounds good so i um i went to school in in bolivia i graduated um i i graduated from a field similar to information technology I do have a master's in management of information technology, and I currently work at a law firm in the litigation uh, support department, which is is basically IT. Uh, I do IT for attorneys. Uh, that's what I do. And I also ride motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I love technology. Um, I love consumer technology most, uh, most of all of it. Um, but once you're in the field and work with computers, you have to be at least a little bit aware of what are the trends and what things are going out in the world. And when you're working in, in the legal field, way more, um, things open up in terms of what different, uh, what different things are, are affecting people or are causing, um, legislature to be created around, right? So it's, it's just uh, government and laws cannot keep up with technology. Just It goes up too, quick, too quickly. It, it goes beyond what's, what's there every year. And if you don't keep up with it, you'll definitely be left behind. Huh. Yeah. So I'm not too smart when it comes to information. Or technology, <laughs> <laughs> and if you combine the two, that's called SOL. <laughs> You're screwed. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm out of luck. Well, I um, I don't know if uh, previous guests did this, but I do have a small, uh, a very small quiz with um. That, that, that is basically related to technology that uh, will open up some topics if you want to talk about those. It's, yes. I have three questions, and they have multiple answers if uh, you want to hear those. Is it an um, A, B, C, and D? It's A, B, and C. Yes. I always okay. go with C. If we, always, <laughs> if, we only have, if we only have three, it's C, A, B. <laughs> It's always cab. It's always cab. It's always. Right. Let's yeah. do one and, and, and see if you like it. Uh, okay. We'll go with the other one if, you have, if we have time. So the first one is lithium is the main component for some of the most common consumer plug-in batteries nowadays, such as uh, the Harley Livewire. It uses that, Tesla's, and plug-in Prius, just to give you an example. Which place on... Uh, which place in general contains the most known uh, resources of that metal? And there's uh, three options. A, the mines in the country of Moria. B, 
the Disney Vault, <laughs> or C, deep within Uranus. <laughs> See, I told you, C A B. Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> I'm going to go with Uranus. <laughs> See, every time. Is that, is that your final answer? There's <laughs> That's no my final. Minus, unless it's that uh, Tony has maybe maybe Tony want needs to talk about the Cox Five Thousand <laughs> powered by lithium. No, that's oh. that that's that's run by a diesel. It runs on diesel. <laughs> No, uh, Ryan's got plutonium in his anus. If he farts so hard, he'll go back in time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with A. Yeah, I'm going to go with A, too. I'm, I'm a strong A. M- Moria, that sounds like something out of Lord of the Rings. I don't yeah. think that's an answer. Damn it. <laughs> I, I think it's none of the above. Probably the Disney vault then. <laughs> well, this is a trick fucking question, man. Yeah, it is. It is. He fucked with us. Moria. <laughs> I think Moria is, is in the uh, Lord of the Rings. Is it? No, I mean, that's Mordor. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right. The correct answer is uh, neither of those. Oh, it's actually, it's actually South America, specifically the area where Chile uh, Argentina and Bolivia intersect. That's the the uh, the place with the most resources for lithium. Well, there you go. Hey, where does where where ha, what has the world's largest resource of ion? What? That's a good question. Well, you got the <laughs> what are you ironing? Part. Well, I, just you got the lithium, and then there's a hyphen, and then ion. So there has to be an ion somewhere. <laughs> hey Siri, I got my eye on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, Ryan's there cracking no himself shit? up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are being such dorks tonight. <laughs> That's the idea. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the idea. I, I brought darkness here. Yes. Is there is there no such thing as ion? I honestly, <laughs> I, I honestly, <laughs> there you go. I honestly don't know. I am. Uh, I like software. I don't like chemical reactions. I have no idea. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Damn chemistry lesson here. Well, well played. <laughs> Well played. <laughs> Welcome to the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. <laughs> we're we're edumacating people tonight. So give us another one, Walter. That one was yeah. good. Hit us up. Right. That's good. I guarantee right. you it's not in my anus. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> Deep inside. What, hey, Walter, I can tell you what is or could be in his anus. <laughs> Two Almost two full raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot. How, how do they know that? <laughs> scientifically, <laughs> scientifically, scientifically, the human anus can stretch. I think like seven inches. Dude, there is no damaged. way you could drop a small pizza in your ass at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that a tombstone I see. <laughs> <laughs> Toppings you could have pooperoni <laughs> and sausage. <laughs> Would you like a personal personal pan pooperoni pizza? <laughs> well, I hope it up, sir. <laughs> but yeah, Are so it's like the human anus can can stretch out to seven inches, and one mm-hmm. raccoon can fit into a hole as small as four inches. Oh so my God. if you Use logic and science. Technically, and a shoehorn, and and a (laughs) shoehorn. The human anus can technically stretch almost two full raccoon. And raccoon get big around here. (laughs) Man, you ain't shitting. 
<laughs> not a, not with two raccoons. Not with you're two not. raccoons. You're not <laughs> logistically. I, I, those Illinois raccoons ain't fitting up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> they get big around here. <laughs> I've heard somebody. Uh, I heard somebody call them uh, trash pandas. Yes, I like. Depends on brothers. depends on how many garbage trucks they've stolen. <laughs> them sons of bitches get into every. They have thumbs, you know. They got dexterity. They can open shit up. <laughs> they do this. Oh, and they can get into anything. So I'm assuming, yep, maybe Mike is correct. <laughs> hit us, hit us with another question. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I guarantee the next one's not going to be as funny, but here we go. We'll we'll, we'll at least we'll make it interesting. <clears throat> so, second question: Five G is a new upcoming technology. It will be fast, but how much faster than past technologies? A, 5G is 1G faster than 4G and about 2G faster than 3G. <laughs> B, B, currently I can stock a rate of about two ex-girlfriends per hour. 5G will allow me to stock at least four. <laughs> 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 Can't wait for C. <laughs> uh, C is uh, 5G is just another excuse to sell us a new iPhone. I'm going with C. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm also, no, I'm going with B. B for sure. You're a stalker. You're stalking. <laughs> he's, he's Creeper McCreeperson. <laughs> I am not, but I've seen him before. <clears throat> Me too. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to go. <clears throat> With C. I'm going to stick with C. All right. Well, it's neither of the above. <laughs> 5G actually will support approximately 10 times the speed of um, 4G and a fraction. It will be cost. It will be just a fraction of the cost to deploy the towers. Well, there will be no towers. Some towers. Oh, and shit. it'll be how many times faster than 4G? 10, Ten times faster. Ten times. Damn. It's a good thing I'm on Verizon. That thing is Verizon's not the uh, Verizon's not the company that's actually um, leading on the 5G deployment. Sprint and T-Mobile are, and they're going to merge. Did you know that? Well, I wish I they not. would because I have Sprint and the service sucks. It's awful. Oh, your 5G service is still going to suck. <laughs> it's because you're, it's not Verizon. I have to run around with Reynolds wrap in my ass to get a signal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. Mike, your Pornhub Premium is going to be screaming with 5G. <laughs> it is. Oh, it is. Geez. It's going to be 4K <laughs> even in the boonies. 4K in the booty? <laughs> yeah. 4K. That's a lot. So, Walter, what type of fucking headset do you use? Let, let, let's talk about this because I just had to buy one. Bluetooth communicator. So for my, for my motorcycle, I have at least, um, hesitant to say, but I have at least three systems that provide music to my writing. <laughs> the, the first one is a Cardo system. Uh, the second one is actually called Domio Pro. It's actually a device that you attach to the helmet and it vibrates. And the vibration actually creates the music. It's just for listening to music. It, it comes with a microphone, but that's not uh, great. The third one that I have is... Does the music of, sound like... <laughs> <laughs> if it vibrates, I mean... It, vibra it does. It vibrates. <laughs> Funny enough, though, the bass is actually horrible on that system. <laughs> yeah. Does it use the bone... The bone whatever technology? It does. It turns, it turns your entire helmet into that. It's the same bone in, uh, induction technology, but applied to your helmet instead of your bones. So, yeah, I like the I like the 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 Navy Seal throat induction technology. It's like the hey, kind of the one you know, and I'm a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it actually vibrates your helmet. Tricky, yeah, man. Your whole helmet becomes a speaker. But they're exactly yes, actually, they're micro vibrations, oh. and the whole helmet becomes a speaker. Yes. Which means it's, that not only you can hear it, it actually will will uh, will sound around you, but you will hear it more because your your helmet's right here. Does it come with a free download of Marky Mark's Good Vibrations? Oh yes, please. 
It might. It does. It does not. <laughs> oh, we're out then. It comes with color me bad. I'm gonna sex you up. Oh <laughs> damn! I'll tell you what. <laughs> you have to hide your helmet from your wife. You'll never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you grow a chin strap beard. <laughs> so, uh, so the, the third system that I have is just a set of headphones that were also created for motorcycling where the, uh, the microphone actually, so it's, it's, it's kind of a stupid idea in, in, in theory, but it actually works really well. It's, it's a set of Bluetooth um, uh, earpieces that are uh, tied with a cable and they sit over here when you're riding. But the microphone actually is against your chin, so it blocks the wind uh, when you're riding. So people can hear you better than if, if the microphone would be on the other side. Hmm. Uh, it uses an app and the app itself becomes the network. So you can talk to somebody who has the same system and it's only like a hundred and some bucks uh, to buy that. Um, it's called the EOS uh, Slim Buds. Huh. Two, two, huh. two out of these three were Kickstarter projects. I actually have a bad tendency of going to Kickstarter and then start looking for motorcycle related uh, accessories or products. Um, and some of those are actually very good ideas, like the Domeo, which makes your helmet a speaker or the, the slim butts who actually sit on your chin. This is what I, I am saying that I like consumer technology the most because it's, it's technology that I consume. Yeah. <laughs> well, the vibrating helmet, that's, that's actually a great idea. If it, if it works. That'll give the cock 5,000 to run for its It money. sure will, man. Chip a tooth. <laughs> The honestly, Tony, out of all three, the Cardo works the better, the best, but it's the most expensive one. It's it's the most reliable one, the one with the best battery life. And honestly, all the people have Cardo, so you're gonna be connected to other people whenever you want to talk to them. Their mesh technology is pretty good. Once you pair with somebody, and, and it's just literally like keep like press uh, press the button for three seconds. The other person has to just press the button once. And you're connected. Next time you show up uh, and meet that person with the same cardo, mm -hmm. you'll be connected automatically. And you can talk. The other person can talk. And both of them, both the speakers will will actually sound at the same time. It's really cool. Uh, but it it has a pretty penny. penny. Uh, yeah. It's not cheap. So, yeah. Walter, what do you think about all this technology that's coming out on the bikes? <laughs> do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, that's a biased question. It is. I like technology. So I think it's good, but I can see how the moto community um, will reject a lot of these ideas. I mean, there's people who prefer bikes with no ABS and the ABS it's, it's a technology that's been there for a long, long time. Uh, I love it. Honestly, the most, the more technology, the better, but as long as you make it switchable, um, that's great. I have, out of the out of the three bikes that I have, only um, only one has switchable ABS, which uh, I'm still uncertain why. You should put the technology there, but make it make it switchable. Just allow people to turn it off if they want to. You you have to give that ability to people. You know, I never well, thought some, about that. Well, are, some people want AIDS, and other people don't want AIDS. No. <laughs> The, the, the rider true. aids, you know, I never thought about that. Cause in a car you can turn it on or off it. Hey, that's the best type of aids to have. It is rider aids. The more, the better. Yeah. The, the more aids I have, the better, right? <laughs> <laughs> have you ridden the live wire? I have not. Oh. I, I went to the motorcycle show and I was able to, to twist the throttle on it. It, it was a stationary uh, demo mm -hmm. and, uh, I mean, for some reason, I, I was the guy, one guy that actually tried the brakes and the whole thing like squeak, squeak on me. And the guy like yelled at me for trying that. <laughs> but like, you have to try the whole thing, right? The thing <laughs> is there for you to try. Well, brakes are pretty important on a motorcycle. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people don't think so. But yeah, I do think that brakes are almost as important as the throttle. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty important. They, they, they should work. But yeah, I didn't know if you rode it with the, you know, the wheelie control and the cornering I, I have not but uh, that's my one pet peeve about 
uh, electric motorcycles. I don't know if you follow a lot of uh, YouTubers that that test road zero bytes, the, the the electric maker of uh, motorcycles yeah. zero. So I I know of at least three people, three different people between YouTubers and, and personal friends who actually crashed a zero. And all of them crashed those those bikes when they were going out of a turn and then they actually applied pressure or, or they actually, uh, uh, you know, accelerated a little bit more, just like in a, in a, car, uh, in a combustion engine bike. Yeah. When you do that to an electric motorcycle, it's going to act completely differently a combustion engine it's actually going to apply throttle immediately it's going to put power to the rear wheel immediately so when you're turning you don't want to do that it's going to apply the it's going to apply power to the rear wheel immediately and you're going to lose control because the rear wheel is going to slide out of you immediately and they all crash in the same scenario so every electric bike in my mind in my opinion should have traction control to overcome that that kind of um it's something that you do naturally with a combustion engine, right? You, you're used to the type of power that it delivers. It's not the same on an electric bike. So you have to, you have to make sure that you're taking care of the rider on those sort of situations. Oh, but a different zeros, experience. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure if they all have traction control. Because in my opinion, um, you know, that would be the rider's um, you know, responsibility to ride their motorcycle and to know and to know their motorcycle, right? I mean, so whether you own a zero or own a electric bike at all, to you know have enough responsibility to know that it's going to be delivering power differently, and that it's going to require you to ride it differently, right? And Absolutely. That's, that's my. Yeah. You know, I guess that's my take on it. I mean, that's true. But the, in the scenarios that I'm talking about, all three people were test riding these motorcycles. So right. it wasn't theirs and they didn't know how the motorcycle would react to what they actually are used to do. Um, so for, it's just for situations like those that the traction control, in my opinion, should be there. I mean, you, sure. you can, you should turn it off if you don't like it. That's why I'm saying that whatever uh, rider aids should be in the bike, you should be able to turn those off. That's sure. the best type of aids to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. Well, I mean, you get so accustomed. I I know I throttle out of out of corners. Do Do you guys when you're coming out of the corner? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, do. I do too. I mean, it's, it's I don't even it's think because about you it. have the clutch, right? <laughs> so when you have the clutch, you can actually ease on the clutch or or press it, um, pull the clutch a little bit, and then you can throttle the motorcycle on. Right? It's going to be something where you apply more pressure to the clutch roll the throttle and then let go of the, the clutch. But in an electric motorcycle, you don't have a clutch. So you're no, going to do that do with the right hand either way. So and it is instant it, power. Like, cause I was able to ride the live wire and it is, I mean, it's, it's instant. Yeah. It's, it's not like a, your, your standard gas motorcycle. How quick is it though? It's fucking pretty fast, man. It's, no, was, I'm, I'm saying how quick does the, does the power come on? It's instant. I mean, as soon as you twist, you're gone. <clears throat> However, if you guys if you guys watched uh, um, Blockhead race a one thirty one, Blockhead Who? raced a, a one thirty one. Who's Blockhead? <laughs> yep, <clears throat> with uh, a live wire, and uh, the uh, the one thirty one delivered very similar power it wasn't quite instant but um certainly the live wire tapped out a lot faster and um the 131 was only at probably 80 percent throttle wow i guess my my question would be how much power are they saying that this 131 produces it's like 130 horsepower or 125 horsepower that's it that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you wait till <clears throat> wait till the water cooled 1250 and 975 comes out and you see what happens. Yeah, they'll be up there too. But I mean, because what, Walter, you have the, the 114. I do. You, do you need any more power on that motorcycle? No, I, I do not. Yeah. Have you, have you upgraded? Are you stage one or anything? Are you still... 
uh, I think the only performance upgrade that I did was uh, I put black um, black mufflers on it. Okay, that, that's that's not very performance oriented. Uh, the black heat shields as well that that actually adds like five horsepower. five, five or six horsepower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sh- safety you- rules. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, every, every chrome a, piece is like five horsepower more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and an Eagle gas cap is twenty five <laughs> at least. Yeah, minimum. <laughs> yeah, minimum. A wet, a wet banana moto sticker is good for at least a hundred. Oh yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's I've heard slick. That. Yeah. How slick is it? Cat shit slick. Yeah. <laughs> That's real yeah. slick. That's so. Slick. <laughs> Mary, what, where do you where do you land with technology with your motorcycle? Oh, geez, yeah, I'm that lost. Cat's gonna, that cat's gonna kill you in your sleep. <laughs> is that thing? Like, oh my gosh, might get rid of that cat. It's that cat is like right a now. stalker. I can. It's not my cat. <laughs> when it okay, so when it comes to technology and motorcycles, I'm just gonna be flat out honest. I don't. I know nothing about that. I will say from. I guess being in the automotive industry standpoint, I know that when they upgrade cars, of course, upgrade computers, and we as mechanics have to upgrade all of our equipment. So it makes me wonder or makes me think like from a mechanic's point of view with the new technology on motorcycles, like what does that do to them? Like, is it that much harder for them to work on stuff like it is for us? Or do you have your old school people that just, you know, they're like, no, just give me, just give me something I know how to work on, basically. Well, you're not going to be working on it with a screwdriver and a wrench anymore. I can tell you no, that. No, exactly. Yeah. Yes. You're going to have to constantly upgrade your computer equipment. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. But anti-lock brakes, I think, are probably the best thing that ever happened to a motorcycle, personally. They're- I don't know why all the new Milwaukee 8s, like that year, they just didn't go standard in every bike no because because i think the, the, the only two don't that, like it they don't like it they don't want to buy one with abs they want the option to have one with no abs it's so much safer like two, mo- two models came out for 18 that had abs that was the heritage and the sport glide i have it on mine i had to pay for it right it's like what 800 bucks yeah more? it's like 800 bucks for it but I didn't have it on the Sportster, and then when I bought the, the Slim, I was like, I want the ABS. Because I came in a, hot a lot of times on that Sportster, man, just <laughs> locked up that rear wheel. Just, <laughs> so, well, and they've been standard on touring models for a while, so yeah. I have ABS on mine. But even the even the new Softail, the 2020 Softail standard that they just released, I don't even think ABS is an option on that bike. That thing is it as is, bare is, bones it as is. it gets, though, isn't is it? it? Yeah. So we were talking about that on the Discord channel for the 530 bikers. They have a, a, a huge error on the specs of the bike. If you compare it to a street bomb, which is basically what the bike is based on, yeah. um, it says on the standard that it comes with ABS standard. Uh, at least it did the day that it came out. Oh, so but I'm sure it's an option. Um, okay. Just like yeah, you, you can box. get it. It's 800 bucks. You can get it added. But as far as like, I'm glad we're talking about this because we were, I was actually thinking about bringing it up about that bike because they just released it. What Monday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a buzz right now, but it's, I don't know what everybody's take is on the bike. I don't know if you know about it or have seen the specs and, but it's, it's pretty much an entry level. Yeah. 13, five entry level. It comes with the one Oh seven. Was it 110 foot pounds of torque? It weighs yeah. about 655. It's pretty much, I, I guess, a lower price point bike if people want to get into a mid level cruiser. It's a street right. bob. It's a strip yeah, a down. Chromed out street bob. Yeah, it's a strip down. It's a, it's a, down it's a street, street bob. bob with about like 200 less horsepower because it has chrome parts. Yes. <laughs> got to remove. Got to remove the horsepower because it has I chrome think, parts. Uh, the, Aren't the isn't the primary case like a brushed aluminum and the yeah. hats are brushed aluminum too? They're not chrome either. No. I, I, I don't I don't get that design. I don't understand. I, yeah. I don't. I actually have a so on the I have a Truxtonar and it's the same thing. And the brushed aluminum, as, as great as it looks, it's prone to corrosion. 
if it yeah. rains and you ride on it, you definitely have to clean it afterwards. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you're going to get corroded. Hmm. My KLR has zero ABS. It has zero aluminum that is natural finish. And I love it. But the KLR also, if you do, if you do lose the rear and you drop the bike, you're going to hurt the cement. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mike, can you put an Eagle gas cap on that bike? (laughs) Unfortunately, no. But you can put a great big Eagle sticker on it, though. What we need to do is get Mary some Eagle stickers for her Honda. (laughs) It's like an instant 50 horsepower. Walter, do you actually ride in D.C.? You ride in the city? I do. I do. It's uh, both great to look at the monuments and terrifying to survive the tourists and the crazy people driving in DC. That's what I was going to say. We went there a couple of years ago for spring break and I was like, I would never ride a motorcycle here. It's just insane. It is absolutely insane. You, you, if you think, if you think you know how to ride in, in a city, you have to go to downtown DC, New York, or any of those big, big cities and ride there. It's, it's going to change your life. It's going to show you how vulnerable you are out in the street. Uh, cabs, they don't give a shit in New York. I about got peeled by one crossing the road. Mm. They do like 50 down, down, the, down the road. Dude, I am scared to death to fly. All right. I hate it. <laughs> I remember I this. It we landed in New York and we got in a taxi cab and I was like, put me on the fucking plane. <laughs> the taxi cab was the most terrifying experience I've ever had in my life. I mean, it goes two speeds, stopped and wide open. That's yeah. that's how they drive. Do, do they have Uber in New York or is, is it still cabs? Do they allow Uber in New York? I don't know. Do mm. they have Uber in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, they have Lyft, Uber, and there's at least two or three more services like those. Nobody cares about them. They don't make as much money. Are they are they trustworthy? Is that where you go to die? You get an Uber and you know you're not going to live any. You're not going to survive. No, it's a, it's a service where Tinder is hooked with Uber. It's called Tuber. Tuber. <laughs> <laughs> I walked so much in D.C. that I fucking just my feet were gone and I was I was worthless the second day. Your balls are chafing your legs, weren't they? Oh, dude, I I wore my fucking legs down where my balls were just dragging the ground. We walked so much. I mean, it was just, oh, and the monkey butt was unbelievable. (laughs) Well, I mean, the chafing was just awful. Hey, uh, Tony, if you come now, you can take any of those electric scooters that are like disseminated all over the city and just uh-huh. run over pedestrians like left and right. It's really funny. No shit. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> all over the city? Something all over the city. I heard seminated. <laughs> no, no. Disseminated. <laughs> disseminated. <laughs> He's not going to disseminate the city. <laughs> His seed was left everywhere. I think, I think that would get you locked up. Mike knows the word. He knows the word. And the word of the day is I rubbed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we can go a million ways with this one. (laughs) Did you say I rubbed? Yeah, what did you rub, Mike? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or did you say I rubbed? (laughs) Oh, my God. It was. It was I rupt. It was I rupt with a T on the end. I so, rupt it. I rupt it. I rupt so it. It got in your eye. I rupt it to ride way stroke. Missed the chest hair landed right in your eye. Oh. <laughs> I believe I, I can <laughs> <laughs> the this uh fan, fanatical spelling is I dash R upside down E P T <laughs> pronunciation would be I R Schwapped <laughs> I R Schwapped Schwapped I swapped. Swap with. 
left and right, swapped it. Opposite Ooh. sides. Both hands. Okay. That's Both called the stranger. God damn. How do you know it's a stranger? <laughs> you don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a, I remember a song from the 80s. Um Walter, you know what the stranger is, don't you? Uh no. You've never heard of a stranger before? A stranger? The stranger. The <clears throat> the, the stranger. T H A. Yeah, the oh, stranger. Oh god, it's this urban dictionary. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Okay. We, we don't need the urban dictionary for this one. I can tell Walter exactly what the stranger is. David Attenborough would disagree with you. Please, David, tell me what it is. <laughs> so the the irrupt is a bird. <laughs> Comes from Latin, 19th century. First definition is to enter suddenly or forcibly. <laughs> Second. <laughs> What's the word? It's I rupt. I rupt. I rupt or I are swapped. Are swapped. Second, second definition is to become suddenly active. And the, the third definition is referring to a natural pop population to expand suddenly in numbers due to a change in the natural balance. I rubbed it. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> well, I mean, if that's your prerogative, you can do what you want to do. Just <laughs> living color. <laughs> That was always one of my favorite songs as a child. My prerogative. That was when Bobby B was good. Hmm. That was before. I thought that was a Britney song. What's that? I thought that was my prerogative. I thought that was a Britney song. You just dated yourself, Walter. It (laughs) was a Britney song, but Bobby Boot, Bobby, not Bobby Boucher, Bobby Boucher, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown sang it first. You ought to look it up. Mm-hmm. It's my prerogative. Mm-hmm. I can do what I want to do. It's I can do my prerogative. <laughs> yep. It's true. He don't care about all the things people say. He doesn't. <laughs> okay. No. Hey, uh, Tony. Yes. Would you like for me to use I would erupt in a sentence? I would definitely like to hear erupt in a sentence. Walter, would you like to hear how I erupt in a sentence? <laughs> yes, but could you could you include Pokemons <laughs> on it? Yes. Dustin. Yes. Ryan. Yeah. yeah. And to make us all in. <laughs> yes, Mike. There we go. It's Uranus. Example <laughs> of I rupt in a sentence when I unscrewed the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> muddy water started to erupt into the room. <laughs> and out came a Pokemon. Pikachu. <laughs> 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 Why does everything has to come from White Castle jokes? <laughs> oh God, Walter, have you White ever Castle had a White Castle? No joke. <laughs> we didn't second. ask. We didn't ask Walter the two questions yet either. I know. Hey, the second example is the declining frog pop population. Caused the number of Pokemon to erupt over the following season. (laughs) Uh, 
Perfect. And that has been the word of the day. Where did, okay. So the first question, Walter, is White Castles. Where do you stand? Have you had them? I did actually. Funny enough. Oh my God. Mike's transparent now. <laughs> um, I actually had my first White Castle uh, two years ago and it was in Virginia. Uh, and nobody warned me that I had to go to a bathroom afterwards. So, uh, I don't remember what happened. I think I got to my hotel and then it's like, it went south from there. It, I didn't join at the time. <laughs> I, I was, because I saw the movie, uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I thought it was going to be much better than what it was. And because I had in and out before, and I'm actually a big fan of in and out. I, I didn't think it was <laughs> as uh, am I, or we all, yeah. I, I didn't think it was as great, but it wasn't bad. Was it? Well, it's a completely different situation. <laughs> yes, but absolutely. Actually white castle should be called in and out. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like in and out and out and out and out. And out. Yes. <laughs> I'll agree. In and out, in and out is pretty damn good. It's it. White Castles, it's it's its own thing. Yeah. And you have to try everything on the menu. That's the thing. You know, oh. we're gonna be how far from a White Castle like in and this year, Tony? Five minutes tops. Yeah. So nice. you need to you need to look at the menu and say, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have one of everything. Exactly. Chicken Mar cheese. Mary and I are not affected by White Castle like these weak, weak guys. Well, you uh, haven't had. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You had the, the frozen one. Yeah. <laughs> you have the fresh one. Yeah. I'll give you a fresh one. <laughs> I... <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> getting risque. <laughs> Do you know what a Merkin is? American. Yes. That's more like domestic. <laughs> D no, no, not domestic. A American. American. Uh, then I'd, uh, something from America? <laughs> it, it is not. It is not. It is not. It's a pubic wig. Show them, Mike. <laughs> it's a legit thing, Walter. No shit. It's you can look thing. it up. Yes. They still sell them to this day. They do. Give him a, a, the, the history lesson there, Mike, on, on the Merkin. So back in the 15th, 16th centuries, over in England and foreign countries, <laughs> I don't exactly know where, because I'm not about statistics or actual factual information. Other than the fact that this is a real word, they had syphilis and the syphilis was so bad that they lost all of their hair. So in order to hide that fact, and this is prostitutes, <laughs> mind you, this isn't this isn't your average run of the mill wife. These were the whores. <laughs> <laughs> so they had lost all their hair. So to hide that fact, they had wigs made up tony says they threw them over their shoulder um but they had wigs made up to disguise it and warm down there that way it was more natural the merkin the merkin huh. yeah. <laughs> and you All can right. still go on amazon and uh, and buy one you sure can. You can also buy a T-shirt on there that has a guy in a ball cap and a really big mustache and beard and says, lurking in my Merkin. <laughs> what, 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 what were they called now instead of Merkins? What were they Kitty called? Kitty carpet. Kitty carpet. Yep. Kitty carpet. That's what it so was. So why would... <laughs> no asking. Come on now. You done started it now. Well, I mean, the, most women now go and get waxed. So... If you do that, then why would you turn around and then buy a Merkin? Exactly, because you got to glue that shit on there. Yeah, no, thank you. It just maybe maybe it it goes back to the the same situation. Why would you you know? Why would you wear leather boots? Same thing. What are you right? talking about? <laughs> it's like putting a costume on. The Merkin's like putting a costume on. Oh, you know, a little, bit of, a little bit of variety. 
Seems <laughs> Can you imagine too. like ripping that thing off though? No, thank you. Mm, it's not a band-aid. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine a grown woman wanting to look 12. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You strap a merkin on some nuts, they're not coming off. No. <laughs> Damn thing will be like a rubber band <laughs> trying to get it off. <laughs> have a hell of a snap back on it. Yeah, Father Time's just going to have to play that one out. Yeah. <laughs> you could look like you was playing one of them big stringed basses. <laughs> <laughs> now, since Walter is from the land of DC, I need everybody to pull out your phones for. David Attenborough's Urban Dictionary Lookup. Oh, Lord. Oh, snap. Patriotic and majestic, this word will surely get your American-isms flowing. All right, I'm ready. Mm, I'm afraid. Get ready to type everybody in the spastic eagle. <laughs> The spastic <laughs> eagle. Oh shit! S P A S T I C. If you um, are a patriot, you will be down like a clown. Did I have to type the word D because I typed the word D and it didn't come up? No, just spastic eagle. <laughs> that is that is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is offensive. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a lot at once. Yes, that is offensive, and it takes somebody very talented to pull that off. Happy on, Fourth of July, you assholes. <laughs> Keep it dirty, riders. We'll see you next time on FDB Podcast.